Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And guess what, Gina? I know. Your best <laughs> guest, guest ever is well, here. Well, it is. It's true. Okay. It's a special, special, special guest. Yes, I know. I'm excited. So today, I mean, we're just going to get right into it. Oh, yeah. I Listen, mean, no, no horse crap, nothing. I think the okay. audience will appreciate that. <laughs> I think so, actually. <laughs> okay. So today we have a very special guest. As we said, her name is Stephanie Banks. And... She is an intuitive channeler Mm -hmm. and has a best-selling book on Amazon as well. Of course she does. Of course she does. I mean, she does everything. She does coaching, uh, channeling. We're going to talk more about that. She has a soul academy. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about her new projects. Yep. We're going to talk about how long you've been on her fan club. I mean, I mean, I think there's going to have to be a restraining order. I think so. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, okay. I mean, just, you know, I can help issue one right now, Stephanie. Yeah. So she uses her skills and gifts of spiritual connection to support all of her clients in removing barriers to their clarity, intuition, and mm-hmm. soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Stephanie Banks. Hi, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I am so happy to be here with you, gorgeous souls, you beautiful goddesses. <laughs> yes. And same to you. Same okay. to you. Wow. So truth be told, I know her and so does Gina. Yes. I've had the pleasure and the, I don't know, the life-changing experience of having a channeling channel session with her. Yes. We also... And Gina had did as well. I did as well. It yeah. confessed, confessed. Oh, oh, absolutely. I did. <laughs> I, I mean, sh- it was probably 45 minutes that pivoted me in a really yeah. important part of my life. So right. we'll talk a little bit more about it, but yeah, incredible, incredible event. And then she does travel for events. So she mm-hmm. came to the East West bookshop and did a, I think it was teaching intuition. It was teaching intuition. I was so afraid, Gina. I was I afraid. I know. I had fear. Well, I think I everybody thought- does. Like. I'm sitting what there if going, you have it, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she teaches it. I don't know. It was magic. It I'm really going to tell you. That was some magical stuff, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's true. Like, we got paired up with people we didn't know. Didn't even know. And we had to tell them things about themselves that we shouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was pretty... It was, inc- it was incredible. I don't know. I mean, maybe we can talk a little bit about that too. We'll mm-hmm. get into that. Mm-hmm. Like, is there, I don't know if there's a special formula for that, right? but I think she unlocked it for all of us Yeah. because I said some stuff to this lady. I would not know. I know me too. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, but, and also the process to, to, to ground and some of those processes that we, we've learned in the class from, from Mrs. Banks was incredible. So I still use them today. With the white light in the ground. Okay, well, we should let her talk. Yeah. So, well, Stephanie, <laughs> that might be helpful. <laughs> that would be, but we definitely have a fan club going yes. here. So, mm-hmm. Stephanie, tell us a, a little bit about yourself and start there and how you've come upon all these gifts that you're sharing with the world. 
Excellent. Well, first I will say that I believe we are all channels. I believe we all have these gifts and some of us choose and desire to use them and uncover them and kind of dig in and others don't. And that's great. It's our sixth sense. It's our intuitive sense. So when you guys are talking about that workshop that I did on intuition at East West Bookshop, um, yeah, those were specially designed activities, exercises, engagements, paired partnered activities so that you could get over yourself <laughs> yes, <laughs> and get in deep by heart connection, by really attuning to the energy of another, the soul of another, which I do believe occurs through the heart. Um, and when we're willing to just, you know, kind of go there and even with our fear, our fear gets to come with us because that's fine. Nobody ever said we couldn't do anything until we were fearless. Nobody right. would ever do anything then. Right. Then we have this possibility to connect with others on that soul level. And that's what you guys are describing that you both experienced. And even though maybe you didn't speak to those women you were paired with ever again, you are forever connected because you shared something really profound um, and trusted each other. Yeah, and that's a yeah. lot of what is the most impactful piece of this is where can we trust ourselves more to hear what our inner guidance has to offer, to follow it. Um, or if we're making the choice not to follow it, that's fine too. It's not always that we have to do so, but to be aware that we are choosing not to is very important. Um, and eventually tuning back in and listening for more of the wisdom. So a little bit about me. Let's see. Professionally, I have been a speech pathologist for more than 20 years. I've worked in hospital environments. I've worked in um, with babies all the way up through 100 plus year old people who have had um, speech and language disorders, difficulties, brain injuries, strokes, dementia, um, babies who have feeding disorders, whatever you can imagine. And, um, and I've loved it. And I haven't done it for a long time and I don't miss it, but that doesn't mean I didn't love it. Right. Uh, what I found was that my, my soul's work on the planet is really to support others in accessing their inner voice of truth and wisdom and attuning to that because I truly do envision a world where we are operating from that place. You guys know how important the planet is to me. You know that I talk to trees. I hug them. We have full-on conversations. Same yeah. with the animals. There's really no living creature or critter that I do not adore. Well, maybe not cockroaches so much, but... <laughs> Yeah, you appreciate with their spot in the hierarchy. Yes, not, exactly. Not yes, I got you. Yep. I, I yes, I don't care to host them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so because of this underlying deep love and appreciation for, for all life, I find that I, I want to continue to vision a world where we're all operating from our truth and our wisdom, because if we are, then we will not have the level of violence that we have, and we will not have people so very disconnected from each other where we don't view each other as, as equals and our, uh, our importance here. So that's why I teach this, because I know that intuitive people bring love and not harm. And this does not suggest that they are perfect people. I don't think anything like that exists, but if we are trusting ourselves and our souls have the freedom to expand into the work that they are here to do, yes, please. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how did you start Mm -hmm. trusting yourself? I'm interested in your background. Like I'm into astrology, Stephanie. So I'm like, you have a lot of water in your chart. She has to, because of all that Mm -hmm. compassion and beauty for Mm -hmm. nature and every living thing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Well, even in the channeling, the way you do it is just so master right okay and so did you grow Mm -hmm. up with a family that kind of supported that and how did you learn to trust yourself Mm. well I am a cancer so you are right on sister oh yeah oh I love me a cancer (laughs) why do I want to stalk her because she's a cancer (laughs) (laughs) okay well yes yeah and everybody else too (laughs) okay (laughs) keep going I know the paperwork process is relatively simple, Stephanie, um, for the restraining order. I can help you with that. Um, I will say I had a very typical childhood. I wasn't receiving any messages from living beings that did not make me very comfortable, uh, very connected. So most of my exchange then from when I was young would come in the form of animals and of trees. Mm -hmm. And I didn't talk about it a whole lot, not because I was afraid or ashamed. I just, it felt personal. These were, you know, precious conversations that I was having. Um, So it was, I did not grow up feeling like I couldn't express myself or like this part or aspect of me was unwelcomed. Thankfully, I didn't have to overcome that. What I started to notice is that approximately 14 years ago, I was at a place in my life where my mother was uh, diagnosed with a type of dementia that affects younger people. It's called frontotemporal dementia. They didn't know a lot about it then, but they know a lot more about it now. And her ability to communicate with me verbally was starting to become disrupted. She, the pathways, the neural pathways in the brain with dementia literally do start to break apart. And I had to find an alternative way to communicate and connect with my mom that did not rely solely on verbal communication because I knew as a speech pathologist that it was just a matter of time before that was not even an option. A a lot of people with this type of dementia get to a place where they are nonverbal. They cannot even express themselves through words. So there was that going on. And at the same time, I met uh, a woman who ended up becoming a best friend of mine, and she was a channel. She did this work that I now do. Uh, We met because our little ones were in a preschool class together. And through her sharing her work with me and channeling my mother for me so that I would know what my mother's soul needed during this process and duration of her dementia, I started to recognize that I I too have been and had been receiving communication from souls, from ancestors and loved ones on the other side, from the, the living world and natural world, et cetera. And as I would do groups and gatherings with this friend, her name was Jennifer Foreman. She's now on the other side. I, I started to hear as she was channeling as well, uh, my own like messages coming through me too. And that was really the point at which I thought, 
wow, I would so love if this were real, right? Because my, yeah. my, <laughs> my I would life, say the same thing. Like, oh, huh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yes. Because the logic mind is overly nurtured and overly trained in our current culture. Um, and so if it doesn't come through the five senses, well, how could it possibly be true? So it took me a while to start to trust that, yeah, I, I really am getting this. I really am receiving. I really am sensing it was all loving. It's all the highest, beautiful, divine vibration. And I decided to explore that further, which for me, because of my clinical mindset meant go, go get a lot of training as much as you can find from those that you find to be in the highest caliber of this line of work. Yeah. Um, so I did. Wow. I love it. And wow. Joining Joni is the Amazon best-selling book that you wrote about communicating with your mother. Yeah. 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 It's wow. beautiful. And there's also a TEDx talk as well. That's yes. a beautiful, beautiful talk. We'll put it all in the show notes yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that book for me, I'm, I'm writing my second book right now. And, and this one I'm writing right now is really about my journey as a channel. And I feel like this, this book that I'm writing is really my soul's work. And I feel like the book I wrote about my mom had to be shared because both in my clinical experience and my personal experience, there's so much that I learned in that process that other people should know in order to save themselves a lot of the unnecessary angst. For example, there's really practical advice throughout the pages. Like we have a tendency in our culture to correct the most things that don't need correcting. So my oh, mom, yes. yeah, right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like she was with us a half an hour ago downstairs. I know. <laughs> yes, you were. And, you know, my yep. mom just went no. in the hospital. She's 93. She just turned 93 yesterday and it's been in the hospital. And when, when she would try to talk to me, I noticed I would correct her. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what am, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, a speech therapist, I mean, God bless them. I mean, they're angels. It's funny that you, I know it's, uh, it's very interesting. She's become an angel. And she, she told me, she said, just listen, you know, and say, I understand your, what you're saying. I will honor your words. I'll honor your needs. We'll and just, it it yep. will take care of it. it. It's done. And just assurance. And Mm. so many people don't know just even that, including me. Okay. So it's funny that you should say that. And I'm sorry to interrupt, keep going, (laughs) but that is a very practical thing that we do all the time, even with our children Mm -hmm. and we don't need to do. You said it so beautifully. And that was actually Holly, the exact example I was going to give. So when someone with dementia set or anything really says it's Thursday and it's really Monday, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or if they say it's hot outside and it's 20 degrees, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> the point of communication is connection. So I am so glad your speech therapist educated you about that because then your mother gets to walk away from that interaction feeling valid, feeling uh-huh. connected yeah. to, feeling yes. seen and heard. Yes. Yeah. And the opposite happens when we say, no, mom, that's not true. It's Monday or no, come on. It's 85 degrees outside. Then we break apart any possibility of connection. And it's sad and lonely when you're going through that. I love that. And the the idea of being seen and heard and connected, that's what we all want. And I mean, I feel like even like 
with you, Stephanie, and your readings that, and, and I know you're, we'll talk more about what that looks like, but I mean, that's like, you've been seen Mm -hmm. and you've been heard. And that's when, you know, your heart sings and we all want that, whether we're 93 or we're little children or we're our age, forget it. 29 (laughs) and holding. Okay. So exactly. Exactly. (laughs) From year 29. Yeah. Let's talk about your book at your new book, your, your soul's purpose. So uh, what can you tell us a little bit about that project? Sure. Wow. (laughs) I I have gone through such a powerful rebirthing in the last year. I'm pretty sure COVID nurtured a lot of that for for many of us. Um, For me personally, it took shape as a divorce, you know, which I attribute to a lot of this rebirth. But as anyone who's been through divorce knows, this is not a split second decision. It takes sometimes for me anyways, some a long time to get to the place where there's recognition that I, I believe our our union and our commitment as it has been laid out has has played out, has completed in this way. And that in order for us to be the fullest, freest versions of ourselves, we need to change the structure of the family. And it's not easy. I do have children. That absolutely is something to, you know, that we all consider very deeply. But being on the other side of it, being through it has actually released me to write this book because there was a lot I was holding back um, and holding on because there wasn't space for all of me in the marriage. And therefore, I didn't feel comfortable starting to share that story. Oh, I wow. love that. There wasn't space Enough for space. all of me in the marriage. Okay. Like I have goosebumps yeah, going up I and know. down. Oh, Okay, so I'm going to sit with that for a second and just say, so Stephanie does a lot of Facebook Live, and I'm not on social media a lot, but I caught the one where you talked about you and your ex-husband had, you just knew it was the last time you were going to do whatever it was you were going to do. I mean, I was bawling about Mm -hmm. like, you know, you knew. Yeah. And, and I was like, and I knew too, like, I knew it was the last Christmas we were going to do together and I was going to get through it. And like, I was crying through that. And it was the, you're right. There is some sort of a transformation when you get beyond it, but in the middle of it, hard is hard. Yeah. And and is there spiritual advice for navigating that? And maybe that's going to be part and parcel in your book. Can you talk about those of us who there wasn't enough space in my marriage either. And so I made that same decision, but is there some spiritual navigation advice you can give to others that might be contemplating or um, going through it themselves? And maybe how did you know it was the last? Oh gosh, that's a good question, Gigi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You, Holly, you're referring to when I shared that last anniversary. Yeah. Anniversary. Yes. Oh, I cried through that. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) I'm I'm Pisces. So we're, you know, we can water ourselves together together. Beautiful. (laughs) You know, I, I feel like the best advice I could ever give anyone, whether it's a dear friend or a client or a stranger is to keep listening to the voice, um, the subtle voice, but the one that won't go away. The one that doesn't give up on us Um, because spirit works in subtle 
energy and we can easily distract ourselves from it or overly attend to the louder screaming voices of the external world of the ego mind of the fear-based, you know, thinking that gets nurtured in our culture. And so the, the way that I think is most important to attune to subtle energy is to bring ourselves into that subtle body, which requires stillness and silence and calm. And for me, it requires time in nature because I find that mother earth knows best how to drain energy from us that is not serving that we can literally do whether we're walking, whether we're running, whether we are sitting under a tree, whether we are basking in the moonlight, so many ways to be in the clearing and the energy exchange that lets us hear ourselves more deeply and fully. And for me, the moments of clarity, there were many, there wasn't a singular moment where I, right. Where I said, Oh, well, this is it. There, there was a singular moment where the universe showed up and said, okay, sister, you have been asking for something that cannot be denied. Here you go. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We call that the billboard here. Yeah. Like or the, or the universal two by four, one of the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate the two by four. I hate it. <laughs> but it can feel like that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's interesting when I was going through my divorce, I'd have to walk through these tiny woods. I would park far away from my office. And so I would have to walk through a, a path and through these tiny woods with beautiful trees and birds and depending on the season. And I used to stand and hold the tree. Mm-hmm. And And I think I did, you know, I gave the tree a blessing and I said, take from me what you need and Mm -hmm. let the rest go away. I did that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. because I was so miserable, (laughs) so miserable. And I thought, okay, this is like a grounding exercise. I don't know. So it reminded me of similar to how you thought, but of course, you know, Pisces are water people too. So I know Capricorns might not like that, but. (laughs) Our people kind of know astrology a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, that practice alone is is profound. Just placing hands on on a tree yeah. because there's nothing more grounded, right? And rooted right. and right. centering. Yeah. Um, so yes, and this is we are nature. Yeah. We are nature. Yeah. We are stardust. We are carbon. Like we are everything that makes up the natural world. We are not separate from it. We are not better than it. No, no. <laughs> and so why not be in closer relation to it and in the honoring of the beauty that is all around us and how we are nurtured and literally could not survive without all the things that our beautiful planet provides to us. She feeds us. She, every textile comes from the earth. Every, everything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Cause I agree. I think it's that, you know, we got to listen to the whispers and they're, they're so quiet. They're just almost a, almost a knowing. It's almost like you don't even hear something. You just know it. Right. Mm. What have you learned in your channeling career that has helped maybe would help someone who knows they have those whispers or at least has a a cognizance of it, similar to what you were finding, you know, 15 years ago with your, your friend, how, what were, what are like maybe the one or two things, techniques that help bring that forward a little bit more for, for people? And, and how do you, how do you nurture that or build a relationship with the divine voice? Mm, Beautifully Mm -hmm. asked. I find that for me, writing 
is a very powerful form of channeling. Uh, I, I literally, I either personally recommend it to almost all my clients, or it comes through their channeled messages from their higher self, from spirit, from their guides. Uh, there's lots of ways to channel writing, art, music, dance, you know, so many ways to connect with high vibrational, divine, loving energy, wisdom, and guidance. And I find that if we let ourselves depart from the type of writing that requires editorship, where it's got to sound a certain way or look a certain way, or heck, even have great grammar, just lay all that aside and let your pen flow over the paper with whatever wishes to come through. And one of the really easy ways to do this is if you want, if you're at a place where you'd like some guidance from your own soul or from a loved one on the other side, or from your guides, which is your non-physical energetic support network that are countless in number and always in surround of you, you can come to the journal with a question. Mm -hmm. What does my child need from me? in this time in their life. And you can either write the question or you can just ask the question through your heart, get really silent and still and let your hand on its own accord, seemingly write out what wishes to be relayed. It will be something that you can trust. It will be something that comes from love. It will, there might be stuff that you want to weed out, maybe a little bit of fear or worry or anxious energy comes through. That's great too, because when we write something out, we take it out of the body and the psyche and we place it to paper and then we're more free of it. But I find that writing is really profoundly helpful. And I will also say that a practice of deep listening, some people call it meditation, but some people have a a braced response about the word meditation because we've been taught that if we're not completely without thought, then we are doing it wrong and then we suck at it. And that's not really true. <laughs> that's Thank false. you for that, yeah. actually. Yeah. And but, meditation but doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged and saying, oh, it's mm-hmm. not, you could be out in nature. Like my meditation sometimes, yeah. I, when I get messages, I am out in nature. Mm-hmm. Things, yeah. ideas will just, I, I always say, I say they drop. You, yeah, they hit you. They, they hit yeah, me yeah, out of yeah. nowhere, and 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 that's when I know that that wasn't. That's my somebody. It's my mm-hmm. higher self or guides or something. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so fun to play with that energy because when it comes through, sometimes it's just for us, but a lot of times it's to be shared. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I like to say these days, just because it sounds like I'm some kind of a high powered journalistic reporter, I will say <laughs> when I, when I get like a download or something comes through, I'll, I'll say this just in. And then- <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say, now. I, oh, I know gonna, what I'm going to get. I'm going to be relentless. Yes. <laughs> now yes. just in. It's just in. <laughs> Well, I love that. Well, and one of the things that I would say, Gina, and I know you say this too, is like, you know, Stephanie is the real deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I know we haven't talked about this, but like she can channel anything, right? Okay. Like soul, any soul is what I'm talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so any living or deceased, I mean, it's just so healing and I've actually, well, we're gifting, we, and I've gifted her services before to people who've never had them before. And they were like completely blown away as a form of healing, as a form of healing. Mm -hmm. It was a form of getting in touch and either from a grieving process or from whatever, but it was, it was a miracle and really changes the course of 
people's lives. And I just, I can't say enough about how, what a healing person you are to be able to do that. And I know you say we all have that within us. And I, I believe that too, that we can, that's what we're talking about, whether it's writing or meditating, or we can get our own advice, but also going and getting some validation is a, it's a beautiful healing experience. I've had it, Gina has had it and I've, we've gifted it. And, and the way you do it, and I'm sure it's because you're connected to the soul, but when, when, when you share some of uh, your gift with, with whoever's being read, at least from my perspective, and I'm talking with Holly, it's been similar for her. It's, it, you know, it's from your soul because the way it's shared, it just oh, yeah. feels, it's, oh. it's almost as if I've had that same thought and it's just shared with me. It's just, it's, it's spectacular. Can you talk a little bit about how that channeling shows up for you? I, I suspect that's going to be different for anyone in your profession and with the channeling gift the messages might come in a different way but for you stephanie how does that how does it present itself to you a soul's sure calling yeah hey gina hey holly listen gina i'm gonna be begging for some ratings here what do you mean i'd like our audience if they like us to rate us five stars on any of the podcast platforms that, yes. that you're, they're listening to. Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. Like Apple, Spotify. And don't you think it'd be awesome also if they really do like us to add a little comment? Oh, comments would be great. Absolutely. Okay. It really helps us bring the podcast to you and continue to get the feedback that is necessary to bring new listeners. Thanks for your support. Back to the episode. Here we go. Well, the way I have chosen to work with spirit is to do something that I learned later actually had a word or a label to it, which is called conscious channeling. Mm -hmm. I only found out about this because I was actually at a job interview as a channel, which is a very interesting. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know that you could get on Indeed and get one of those jobs. I didn't know that either. I want to hear what those questions are. Okay, please say. Yes. Yes. So basically, you know, in order for me to work at the place where I was wanting to offer readings, I had to do a reading for the owner who herself had 30 years seniority of channeling work over me. So very nerve wracking experience. But um, when I channeled for her, she said to me, I'm very glad to, to see that you are a conscious channel. And I said, oh, wonderful. What is that? <laughs> You were so intentional about it. You didn't know. Yes. And she, she described to me that when people learn how to tap into these different skills, there's a lot of different schools of thought, a lot of different teachers that you can find. And some of them are taught to embody, physically embody the energy or the being or the soul that they are channeling, um, which can mean that they their body is inhabited by this oh. entity or energy. That does not sound attractive to me personally. No, no. So uh, what I learned, um, and I guess just because I happened to, or spirit helped me to find the correct mentors for me, is that I'm not open to that. Um, I am open to the energy of love and anything that comes from that divine space. I will, I'm willing to feel that in my body. And because that, that also lets me impart that and share that experience with the people I'm channeling for. Um, but I 
only really operate when I, when I sit down and I say, okay, this is who I'm calling in right now. This is, this is the entity, energy, soul group guides that, that I want to call in. I occasionally get visits, you know, in the grocery aisles, but they're from love. The shower is a very common place to be visited. I'm sure by all of us when we get, you know, some of the greatest insights and connections, but in general, I, I keep super clear boundaries because I, I'm not, none of us should be on oh, all no. the time. No, no, that, that's scary. Actually, I've, I've often really worried for, yeah. for someone in your line of work about, you know, how do you stay whole Clo- and, yeah, close and close it off yeah. and yeah. go have ice cream with your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yes, and not exactly. be bugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. And I think that's up to us. I think that we have the responsibility for our own energetic hygiene and our, the, the energy that we emanate as well to, to decide and to say, this is what I'm open to. This is what I'm not. This is when I'm open to it. This is what I'm not. I know when I started this work professionally, my greatest fear was what if I have to channel really low vibrational energies, right? Exactly. I don't want to. Uh, how do I make sure that those are not what I'm being asked to channel? And the answer is, if I main, maintain myself as high frequency, then I am not a point of attraction for the densities, for the lower right. um, vibrational energy. And so it's, a, it's very simple, but it's totally true. It has benefited me tremendously. And I also find that, and I say this to everybody, we have guides of protection for this very purpose. I tell my guides and I task my guides with being the gatekeepers for me so that only those who are as close a vibrational match to my own energy come through as clients or or those that I meant to serve. Right. And those who are seeking other frequencies, they, there are channels for them too, and they can bounce off and go find what they need. And I can show up in deep service to those that I know I'm meant to serve. And they they do that. The guides do that for me all the time. I love that. So Stephanie, I'm hearing that, you know, we're, we're, I'm not, we're not channeling law of attraction. I know. And so, Mm -hmm. but we could ask our guides to step in and kind of flush out some of that lower level energy because Gina and I talk about that all the time. We do get, I don't know, we get Get sucked in and Mm -hmm. here's the other thing. And and so I'm I'm wondering about whether we can call in the guides. And the other thing is, is that I think some people, people with really big hearts and particularly those water people, I always talk about the elements of in astrology, the water people seem to attract you. You can attract anything because you don't lack, you lack boundaries. Yeah. So do they help you with boundaries? I guess that's my question. That's my roundabout thinking out loud question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they are a boundary. They are one of our most powerful boundaries. I've never used them. How do you use them then? (laughs) Okay. So pay close attention. Okay. You say, yo guides. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo guides. Do you swear it on like Holly sometimes? No, I I try not to. Only when I get really mad. Okay. Only when I get really mad. Then I apologize. Start with yo. I mean, that that helps. Okay. Okay. Yo guides. (laughs) (laughs) Because the truth is we are surrounded in every moment by the guides who wish to support us in every facet of our lives from the most mundane to the most magical. So I like to say we have 
parking spot guides that just open up the most convenient parking spot in the mall for us at the right time. We have shoe shopping guides that find mm-hmm. us the best prices. We have, and then we have from, you know, my journey, the, my authorship guides, the ones who yeah. have the words mm-hmm. and the language come through. And then these guides of protection that I'm talking about, their job is to ensure that my energy sustains and maintains in the highest way so that I can do my soul's work to serve. And if I'm depleted, I can't do it. And if I'm exhausted, I can't do it. And if someone is, you know, draining from me, which Holly, you were, you were alluding to the, the curse of the empath, right? Yes. 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 Feel so deeply and so intensely. And we actually have the gift of understanding the mental or emotional or physical state of others before they're even aware yes, of it yes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it might feel like a curse, but it's it's actually a beautiful blessing when we learn how to channel it, how to direct it. It simply can be information. We don't have to act on it and we do not have to embody it because it might sound really generous to say, oh, let me take on all of this angst and difficulty and challenge. But honestly, then that person isn't going to grow. No, I know. But they feel better. They at do the feel moment. better. I know. <laughs> and if they and feel we better, feel we like feel crap. better. And we yeah. feel like crap. Exactly. Yeah. So, so turn that around. No, it's... there's a balance there. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm so um, intrigued by your energetic hygiene. I've <laughs> yeah. never thought about that oh, before, yeah. to be honest. So that, can you talk more about oh, good. Uh, what yes. things you kind of put under that energetic hygiene Category. Yeah. Category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Category. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. It's my yeah. favorite thing to talk about because we can all do all of this. So oh, I'm, yes, I'm excited. I, I believe that prayer, which to me is our conversation with divine, uh, whatever you call it, God, creator, source, love, higher being, whatever you want to call it, our, you know, prayer, our communication and conversation is a beautiful way to have amazing energetic hygiene. We, it's not, prayer is not like, can I please, please win the lottery? (laughs) It's actually like the, the more, the deeper type of sharing and the asking goes beyond what the material, anything in the material world we might want. It is, we, we pray for the return to health, right. Of our loved ones. We, we pray for ourselves to have sound mind and body so we can serve in the best way. We pray for world peace, we pray for those who are hungry to be fed. So, so it's an act of love and generosity to be in conversation with creator in this way. And then because it's a conversation, that means there's response to it, not necessarily in the exact answering of our prayers, but it's a conversation. So there's that. I also am a big fan of burning sage and burning Palo Santo because energetically that clears our space. These are practices that the sage burning go- is from our indigenous brothers and sisters who know the- and teach the power of that. So reading about that and where it comes from and how to honor the sacred process of it is something I take very seriously. I, I smudge my house. I smudge my children just for fun. Sometimes to watch them sneeze. I smudge my dogs. Um, <laughs> they don't need it. it, but no, <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. sweet, positive, pure, positive vibration. Um, I also find that opening windows mm. in our home space is really 
powerful for letting energy that needs to move out, move out and fresh, you know, energy on the, the breezes of the, of mother earth to come in live plants, you know, whether they're in your home or you go out in nature, also beautiful way to, to maintain good energy, hygiene, sleep. Oh my gosh. Hello. Tell us us about it. Like how much should we be getting? Like what, what's good sleep? What's not good sleep? Isn't it different for everybody? I'm so so I'm asking her. I'm curious because I'm curious. Yeah. I I don't know what it, what it is for each person, but I doubt very serious. I I really have a hard time believing those who say I only need five hours. Oh, I don't believe them either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. No, I don't believe it. We can now legitimately call BS on that. (laughs) Yes, we can. (laughs) Stephanie said that's bullshit. (laughs) Dr. Kara said Mm -hmm. so too. I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's eight to nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's uh, during COVID. I figured out it for me. You said it's nine, nine hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was shocked by that. Yeah, because we're used to that intense pace of work harder and longer and forego the sleep, which is right. the greatest bucket of nonsense ever. It really um, is. You know, depriving people of sleep is how they brainwash others. Oh, um, so interesting. Oh, that is interesting. I never thought about you that. That was it. That's not, a nugget right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was working six hours, you know, sleeping six hours yeah. and then getting up and driving three hours, four hours just to Seattle to go to a one and a half hour meeting. That was some brainwash bullshit right yes, there. Okay. <laughs> I will never do that again. Where did your frontal lobe go? I know. Besides, that was a good idea. Exactly. Well, that's where we conceived the podcast. So, <laughs> it's you know, so true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, you know, that's where our insecurity gets nourished. Yeah. Yes. And we're oh, sleep deprived, that. exhausted. We can't think straight. We're not sure of ourselves. We can't hear our, our wisdom. So sleep is super important as is hydration. It's not just for the physical of it. We actually don't function well. And most of our population, at least in the United States are walking around dehydrated. I read that recently. So think about flow, right? We're looking for flow with spirit and flow with our energy. And how can we do so from a parched body state? Right. So that's also really, really important. Music. I think is for a lot of people, a very powerful point of creating an energetic set point that is joyful dance movement is really, really important mm-hmm. because the body is the greatest source of wisdom holding, right? It's like this glorious physicality that has so much wisdom and insight that it can share mm-hmm. and it's, it can, stuff can stack up in the body that's, you know, in, in our joints or in our organ systems. And, you know, the liver, for example, is where we store a lot of anger. I, this is going to come as a shock, as a shock to you guys, but after my divorce, I had some anger. Isn't yeah. that weird? <laughs> yeah, that's just, I don't no, know. I don't I, think so. I think I, that's normal. I think <laughs> there's that, those stages. I think you my go through anger liver. is one of them. Okay, yeah. My poor liver. That's all I have to, that's why I prayed to my liver. It's not for the wine. It was for the anger. It was for all the anger. Yes. And I'm totally joking. Of course I had anger. Yeah, of it course. was only yeah. just free then, you know, to be felt and expressed. And so I started to pay attention to certain practices that cleanse the liver. So there are yogic practices, for example, in a tradition that I follow. Mm -hmm. So really, those are the things that whatever brings you to a place of joy will be counts as energy hygiene. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, good practice for us all to be mindful about what those things are little, big and small things. 
that make you feel joyful. I love that. I love the windows open. That's so true. It's so true. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Is there a, you've done so much channeling and is there a theme that our souls all kind of get behind? Mm. Is there one common theme outside of love? You're asking like, does she hear certain yes. patterns of yes. things that are shared that she shares with clients? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good question. Yes. Give me a moment to just yeah. see what bubbles up here. The Oprah question. That's good. Yeah. It's a You're good usually question. the Oprah. Usually <laughs> no, that's the Oprah question. That's a beautiful <laughs> question. I love it. I'm the clown. <laughs> I think one thing that is pretty consistent is this. Um, truth that none of us are ever alone. Mm. Oh, oh, it's oh cry. my gosh. Okay. Like that, that was meant for me, Stephanie. Cause mm. I think mm. I walked 40 years on this earth thinking I was alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And once I figured out I wasn't, I mean, what a, mm. what a beautiful mm. thing. Wow. Yeah. So none yeah. of us are, we've got a whole team. We've got teams, right? Stephanie? Totally. Yes, yeah, we, we all do. Not just yes. one. People go, oh, what's my guide? I'm like, no, no, no. And your angels. We didn't talk about angels, but we've mm-hmm. got angels and guides and we have a whole cadre of people. We really do. There, but people yeah. and energy and, right? Yes. Yes, you are right. And yes, it is endless. And and their greatest joy is to bring us joy and ease. Mm. So my Aww. greatest joy is to reconnect, you know, my clients to their to their guidance system, to their energetic support network. Um, because they want us to have a lot of fun. They're they they're full of humor. Mm-hmm and light and they don't want us to take ourselves so darn seriously all the time. Yeah. Right. So crusty, you know, (laughs) (laughs) get over yourselves. Yeah. Well, they don't want us to suffer and our mind makes us suffer. We ourselves suffer with our mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the reading that, that you did for me, Stephanie, it was probably six years ago. Yeah. Five, six years ago. It's been a while now, but just sort of at this spot of just low and heavy and not myself and just feeling like pulled in a million different directions. And I didn't quite say it like that to you, but I said, I just was in a spot. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling myself anymore. And uh, you channeled my dad who had passed maybe five years earlier. And he, you said what what he's showing me is that uh, you always are the one people come to you with their empty plates Mm. for you to fill it up. And you said, you know, he wants you to think about not filling everyone else's plate up and making sure you're taking care of yourself and that, you know, there are, there are people there to help. And he said, you, I see him dropping a rope down and you don't, you just don't feel like you need to grab it. You don't grab it. So take the help that is being given to you and people are around there to help you and just listen to those guys. It's been, it was monumental for me and it really uh, Mm -hmm. has kept that higher in my awareness and vibration to really take care of myself and manage, you know, how much you, you feel of everyone else's bucket. So, and we use the plate thing. A we lot. use the plate thing yeah, a lot, do. very much. So, so it was, I thank you for that. Thanks dad. But that was beautiful actually. So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. To pay attention to the helpers. They're there. Yeah. And our helpers are also of course in human skin too, Absolutely. right? Like so many. And the problem that 
happens when we do not accept help or when we give off the air of complete and total independence, which pushes people away, is we miss out on the potential to exchange the deepest love and care that we could experience. Yeah. Which is really what we're here for, yeah. right? Exactly. So I love that for those people that, I mean, I'm one of those people, one of those people yeah, too. too, that, you know, it's just like, I can do it, you know, no, I don't need any help, but yeah, we're robbing, we're getting better. Each, we're, we're getting, getting better. better. We're robbing people of the experience of having this experience together, Yeah, mm. which is incredible. Yeah, I totally agree. That's brilliant. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. We want to get back to your project and say, ask, when is your book going to be done? Book is such, we call book a four-letter word, Stephanie, because it scares the hell out of us. Okay, So I know it starts with a B, but we we call it four letters. We have preferred pamphlet. Pamphlet, flyer. Okay. (laughs) So just because mentally, you know, and, you know, our our guides, I'm sure, are getting a yuckety yuck on that. Okay. We, I think you told me that what Stephanie and, and our, my latest channeling session with you, you my, I think my guys said, you humans are so funny. Okay. <laughs> renaming it. <laughs> you humans are funny. My guides are very funny. Yes. Anyway, so let's get back to your, your book. And when will that be complete? Um, who are the readers of this and take us through like a little synopsis of that. Sure. So my pamphlet will be. <laughs> Doesn't it take a little pressure off? It does a little bit. You feel like a little bit yeah. easier. Yeah, I like it. Actually, it makes me feel really constricted because that is some massive editing I will have to do to bring it to a pamphlet. To the pamphlet. That's true. That's true. And yeah, we haven't okay, gotten that's that far. Good. That's probably true. It will backfire for us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I hope to have my first draft uh, completed. I'm going to set a goal here in front of you all um, within six weeks. Okay. Um, And then I will send it to my first editor who happens to be my biological sister, um, who's a journalist and edited my last book. So I'll do that. And then I'm going to contemplate the self-publishing route again, because I find it to be the fastest way to get our work out in the world. And and I don't want to wait, right? Took long enough for me to write it. So it belongs in the hands. Um, So for those who would benefit from it, well, I think just about anyone. It's, it's a lot of personal sharing. So it's deeply personal to me because I find that in my life, the greatest moments of growth have come from, you know, these personal challenges or ways that I abandoned myself or ways that I denied certain aspects of me to increase the comfort of others. And we all do this to some extent, especially I believe women, it's just kind of woven throughout the expectations within our culture but I'm I'm not there anymore in that space or that spot, um, and the, and I'm sharing the things and the people, right? Again, the people who have helped me to recognize this. In fact, one of the catalysts for this rebirth of mine is uh, someone I hired to be my business coach who identified his job. He's very spiritual. That's why I decided to work with him. And his job was to identify where are the energetic places of constriction or stuckness or blocking in my business. And essentially with very kind words, he said, did you notice that your, your marriage (laughs) is that (laughs) Um, because if I can't be fully 
real and open and authentic in my mo in the most primary, you know, relationship in my life, then it's a part of me that is being, you know, then that's, that's an area of constriction or of slowing down of energy or even of blocking. So uh, he did not tell me to get divorced. Of course, that was not his, his duty or his place, but the recognition of, okay, where, where am I out of alignment? Where is what I am, what I know to be true and what I'm teaching in the world, not exactly what I'm living. And again, there is no perfection here and I'm not striving for perfection. And I don't believe that anybody, no matter what kind of a spiritual teacher they are, um, no, none of us, I believe can say, oh, we, we live this on hundred percent all the time, day in and day out. We are souls having a human experience, which adds another layer of this, you know, the third dimensional challenge and the personality and the voice of ego and, and all the things that we navigate. So it's really me. I feel like it's a coming, coming open, a coming, a clearing out of what has been what I've carried. So that maybe again, like in the book with my mom, maybe some people can drop that for themselves and not carry it anymore and just live fully into the, the truth and the, the love that they are. Right. I Boy, love that. that is... I, I think that the readers, it's going to be a very healing journey mm, for through sure. you for the reader. That's what it sounds like to me for sure. Yes. Yeah. That is, is you know, um, the stickiest parts of where I think we all, regardless of how hard we're working to, to live mindfully and make all those right decisions for your higher self, those relationships that are the closest to you are oftentimes, I think the easiest to, ignore probably because they're the hardest to correct, right? Whether Mm. it's family or a spouse or, you know, a toxic friend that's been your friend for 20 years, whatever it is, it is, those are hard. Those are, those are big, big changes. So, but I also an important reminder that without making those changes, you're not going to, you're not going to achieve your greatest sense of self either. Exactly. It's <laughs> something that I was really keenly aware of is if I don't, cause you know, I, I, there's a lot of fear that comes with making a big decision, like, like divorce, for example, or leaving any type of relationship. Um, and I was, I kept hearing my, my own soul say to me, okay, I get it. You're, you got some fear around that, but just got to tell you, sister, if you don't choose what is right for you now, you're just going to come back again and play the whole shit out. All over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Get God. it this lifetime. Don't yes. spend two or three getting it down. Oh I never say that though. I go, I go, I've got some pressure on me because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm getting older. I got to make sure I, <laughs> I really live this life. Right. So I don't have to do over. I get new stuff. <laughs> I get new stuff. <laughs> I get a new yes. stuff. I love that. That is so beautiful. I love that. Well, I can't wait to learn that book. The book, so it sounds like beginning of May is the goal to get the book done, and then it goes into publishing. So we'll let our audience know when Stephanie does release the book. Uh, This podcast will be released before that. Yes. So so we're excited about that. Super excited. And you could come back and talk about the book. Yeah. That would be better if we haven't scared you off. I mean, oh, <laughs> I'd love it. I would love it. That'd be fun. That would and be fun. then I think people can get a hold of you on your website, and we'll put a, a link to that mm-hmm. and a link to your TED Talk. And 
Is your Facebook community, is that open, Stephanie, that we can do that as well? So the the group that you're talking about is a closed community for women, but I let Mm -hmm. anyone in who's interested in joining. And then I have a business Facebook page for everybody. Wonderful. We'll link link all that. And are there any other, I know you do a lot of work with organizations, you channel for charity and there's some other organizations, uh, work that you do. And did you want to speak to any of them or you want us just to link them in the show notes as well? I think what I do is I would invite everybody to tap into what breaks their heart. And then go in service of that. Offer something of yourself to that cause or that situation or that circumstance or that group or that person. I've never heard it said like that before. That is Me either. We've got lots of quotable moments here, Gina. Beautiful. That was. Wow. I love that. That's a great one. Breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That will be our LOA uncorked assignment. Yeah. Have everybody. Well, I'll do that. Call to action, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Wonderful. Beautiful. Well, have we missed anything, Stephanie? Is there anything else that you'd like to chat with our audience about? It's been so amazing. Yeah. No, I think that covers it. Well, we uh, want her to go. I know. I was hoping you had more questions. <laughs> no, no, no don't let her go. No, uh, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to have you. Uh, we love you. We're huge fans. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired. inspired. Yeah, really inspired by and you. And we can't wait to we can't wait to get our hands on the book. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> If you need extra editors, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. But how would yeah. a special thing for your sister to be the editor? I think I know, that's that just special. beautiful. Gorgeous. That in and of itself is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited yeah. for, for that. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. I adore both of you. You are absolutely exquisite souls having such a tremendous journey. Thank you for this podcast. It's bravo. Bravo on both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. You inspire us. So yeah, thank you. It means a lot. All right. right, Thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.